millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Coming up on TMS, then you can ex-wife! Ah, shoot, another UFO. Don't make me say your zip code. Tap that asteroid. Some like it not. An eel slapping good time. You lying sack of turd. This website is useless. Better check it out. Are dolphins fish? Because I seriously, like, wanted to know. 99 red balloons floating in the U.S. sky. Oh. The Salem cat trials. Criminally negligent Mrs. Doubtfire. (laughs) Come to Vegas for a moment of clarity heavy metal lego with bill fly to the hills with bobby and more on this episode of the morning stream as the first volunteer for the man dolphin super soldier project i gave my dna for my country i now have the strength and intelligence of a dolphin The Morning Stream. I think there was something in that coffee. Hello, everyone. Welcome to TMS. It's the Morning Stream for Tuesday, February 14th, 2023. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian Ibbett. Hello. Hi. It is both of those things. Verifiable uh, facts here. Verifiable uh, facts. A blue check mark on both of those items without yeah. paying eight bucks. Hey, by the way, we, have, we haven't talked about it. How do you feel about all these uh, UFOs getting shot down? How do you feel about that? I, you know, I won't somebody stand up for the UFOs. Yeah. <laughs> Will someone please speak for these weird unidentified flying objects, please? Yeah. Uh, no, I, I, <laughs> I feel like if there's something in the sky that, that, uh, that we can't claim identify or or bring down peacefully maybe yeah. that's the problem maybe we should be trying to bring them down peacefully i don't know how you do it you need a big you need a big net right like oh, a yeah. big yeah like uh catch the the stuff in a net but shoot the but uh, bust the balloon mm-hmm. um as long as we can tell that they're not you know that it's not from another planet because that'd yeah. be a bummer right if like oh we come to earth with with uh, words of peace, and we want to uh, show you our technology and share with you the things we've learned over our vast millennia of existence in, in our universe. Oh, no, they're shooting us. All right, bye. Yeah, and also, <laughs> yeah. you know, if you blow them up before they have their chance to show you how, how peaceful they are, then, then right, it's our exactly. fault. Right, then exactly. Then, then, then what do we do? So, yeah, I don't know, man. I, uh, here's, here's what I know, okay? I'm going to make a shocking statement here for everybody. Okay, all right. It's not aliens. No, it never not. was aliens, and it never will be aliens. There, that's I've said it. All right. Oh, come on! Never will be. That's a big bold statement. Not in our lifetime. It ain't happening. I'm telling you right now. There's no way. Okay, first of all, if an alien came here, it wouldn't just be a relatively small object, thirty thousand feet in the air, slowly moving over Canada. Okay, it'll never be that. It'll be something Why? else. 
Just cause. Well, it could, because because aliens always have to be humanoid shaped and our size. Okay, and... so possible, yes. Probable, no. Okay, right? I'll give you. I'll give you. I'll, I'll work with you on the probable. Yeah, I'm a big fan of probable versus possible. I just uh, these I, this idea that there is a, suddenly a huge influx of aliens and we should all be terrified is ridiculous. Let me tell you the place they should have done it. If you're an alien and you really want to make a splash, here's where you do it. You do it yeah. on the Super Bowl because a it's a big open hole. All right, you got a big sure. uh, dome with a hole in it. Uh, sure. It's Arizona. It's nice and clear. You're not going to have to deal with any weather. This sure was, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. This sure was. And then uh, it's the most watched thing in the on television at the moment worldwide. And aliens and aliens understand television and ratings. Hundred percent. I know we had a. I know we had a president that was very focused on ratings, but uh, our <laughs> aliens. Uh, Again, aliens are going to be as, as again probability versus possibility. You never know, right? The Nielsen uh, statistics <laughs> just came out. Super Bowl is the place we should make our I'm debut. Just, I'm just saying, if they want to make the biggest stink and really wreck us, that's where you do it. And uh-huh. they didn't do it. And I'm telling you, if it, here's okay, here's why I don't like UFO stuff. Same reason I don't like uh, Bigfoot crap. Yeah, it's always some blurry off in the distance bullshit. It's never ever anything but that. So it's uh, right. and plus those people always end up admitting they did it later on. They're always like, yeah, right, I right. was dressed the, in a gorilla uh, the suit, the Loch Ness monster dude, and yeah, yeah. It's now crap. that stuff has gone down considerably as phone technology or as camera technology has gotten better and more available to us on our phones and stuff. You notice how we don't get the the blurry ufo shots as much anymore and i think it's because uh it's too easy to disprove now with like oh dang it i got a really clear picture and it's obviously a weather balloon yeah yeah (laughs) it's like oh dang these megapixels it's it's blowing my whole (laughs) ufo theory there it is i see look that and that will keep happening right the better we are at surveilling also we're getting a little too good at faking things too so so it'll have the opposite effect for some people who are gullible and stupid but here's what i here's what i think will end up happening with aliens i'm willing to today in this economy i'm willing to put a thousand dollars down that in our lifetime there will be no proof of aliens you and i are going to die before any of that ever happens Okay, so it's our our lifetime, yours and mine, not that, me and uh, you. Everyone listening, yeah, okay. me and you. All right, I'll, you know what? You I'll even put people in the audience. I'll even put that a thousand bucks down on my kids' lifetimes because they can handle that money after I'm gone, and that thousand now, bucks will appreciate over time because of inflation. <laughs> so it could be a couple of a couple of grand, ten grand. I don't know what it'll be by the time we get an alien, but it's yours to have if I'm wrong. Okay, everybody, yeah, you can have yeah. it. But see, here's the, I mean, you got to have somebody who's going to administer that bet when you die because, oh, Scott died. The you, the you Scott won the bet, but somebody needs to collect it because you're dead. Yeah, exactly. Carter, you're she's in the chat. You're my officiator of the thousand dollar growth bond thing. You can put it in the yes. bank, let it accrue some some interest. Whatever you want to do, Keep track of everybody who who took the bet, uh, collect their PayPal or Venmo information because those will still be around. And yeah, yeah. But all these people yeah. screaming end times right now, man, mm-hmm. I need to get off Twitter. Oh, are there people screaming end times? Oh, this of course, is, there always is. When there's stuff like I this. I have not launched the I've launched the Twitter app to uh, reply to somebody because I get the notifications if somebody uses my name specifically. I'm not I'm not looking for anything on Twitter right now. I'm off it. Oh, uh, like, you know what? Let me tell you something. You are the smart one here. I need to be like you. I need to get off that shit. Not look there yeah. anymore. I like yeah. communicating with fans, which is primarily my yeah. my use case. But once in a while, someone will say, "Did you see that Rihanna had a 
had a, uh, a five-tip upside-down star pentagram on her belt, <laughs> and she was wearing all red. She was of the devil. Shut up. I can't do it anymore. Ooh, I'm geez, done. Really? Can't do do they anymore. know who they're talking? Like when they send you stuff like that, because yeah. it's somebody, it's somebody who's using at Scott Johnson, right? Yeah, yeah. Who, who does that? Do they even know who they're talking to? Are they thinking, wow, Scott's totally going to agree with me on this because he is so totally into satanic uh, symbology <laughs> that uh, he'll yeah. absolutely back me up. Here's what I think happens: they hear us, they hear me on the show talking about it like we are now, and they yeah. just are trying to poke me they They're want, just they to, want to mention they want their yeah they want their, their moment 15 minutes oh that's right today i was supposed to be i was supposed to satisfy everybody's degradation kink so you're all stupid yeah, you're all lame ah did i get it did i get you're it all lame y'all suck and uh your your penises are very small i'm gonna use so what i've done <laughs> in the i'm gonna i'm gonna do i'm gonna do less of the socials and more of the more of the down dirty gritty old-fashioned socials like we used to do on forums i'm gonna use discord yeah. Like it's like I've never used it before. I already have in the last few days. Yeah, Just yeah. get in there talking to you guys on the ground. If one of you tells me aliens are real, well, whatever. I'll move on to the next one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Discord. I like I like uh, the community in Discord is a really good community. It's it a is. Good, it's a good place. It's less of the cesspool that that all of Twitter has become. And like I said, I'll I'll say, oh, somebody just sent me and. And maybe maybe the film sack crew. I don't know. Just mm. as an example, mm. a text about I don't know. Let's say just as an example, Iron Eagle mm. making a uh, statement that I was able to disprove. You know, yeah. just as a just as an example. Just an example. <laughs> Not you're just making that one up as an example. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I didn't see this at all, this example you're bringing No, up. no, definitely no. not. I wasn't I copied little, on that. I may have been a little snarky. I may have started my degradation kink um, <laughs> a little early. Uh, did that a little bit yesterday afternoon. Yeah, I one. saw that one and I was like, oh, he's a little salty today. There's a little salt coming out of Brian yeah. over there. Yeah. You know what? It's the way it's the way that it was phrased. Like, yeah. here's the thing. If you come at us and say, wait, guys, wasn't the when he was speaking to Chappie and Chappie wasn't hearing him, wasn't it because he was listening to Chappie's tape mm. instead of guys, I can't believe like <laughs> I haven't watched this movie in 15 years, guys. And I can't believe you didn't figure out that it was from the cassette tape that Chappie was talking to him. Yeah. Ugh, it was all crying, about la crying, laughy face. Yeah. It was all the tone of that thing for sure. Yes, <laughs> I did, definitely. I didn't add any tone just there. That wasn't already. In no, 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 no hyperbole. Extra tone added. No, yes. none. He didn't make a voice <laughs> or any of that. If um, you yeah. if you come at us hand weight like doing that sort of thing, I'm gonna I'm gonna fire back with the same level that I Yeah, you you're uh, just playing in the I same guess. sandbox. You're gonna play in the same mud. I get it. Exactly. Exactly. Uh but anyways so uh what was I gonna say about that? Oh, I was gonna say yeah. this. So if you are if you want a good uh Discord community full of a bunch of frog panty fun people, um that's what we are. We're frog panty fun people. You can get on there yes. super easy. I have a link for it and everything. You just go to frogpants.com slash discord and you're in. Yeah. It's a yeah. free. It's a free invite. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to submit anything. Exactly. You just get in. No, you just get in. We have all sorts of discussions going on. Marvel Snap talk in there. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, stuff about uh, the TMS uh, couch party. That's where you'll go for that. And uh, you should hear the people losing their minds over Windows 11, uh, getting rid of uh, uh, Internet Explorer support or something. There's a whole thing going oh, on really? in general chat oh, right God. now. Yeah. Please let it let it die, let as it die, uh, Marge Simpson said about the. Uh, that was a good Same Marge. Six pack. Thanks. Yeah. yeah, I've been 
I've really been workshopping that one. Yeah. <laughs> the last 35 years. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, uh, let's get to it. So I've got a thing I wanted to share I just thought was rad. I didn't even know this existed. Uh, speaking of nonsense on the internet, uh, there's this webkite, website called WebKite. Website. Website. Called it's, the use, the it's called the Useless Web. And uh, hmm. it's useless, the uselessweb.com. Okay. And this reminds me of what I used to love about the internet. Because for me, this a lot of what the internet used to be for me is exactly this. So basically, it's just a, a landing page that says, take me to a useless website. And it is random. So I'm going to hit... I'm gonna oh, hit, really? Oh, this is cool. Okay. I'm going to hit this button, see where this one takes me. It'll take you somewhere totally different. Yeah. So this says, can't not tweet this. Can't... Okay. So now I'm at a, a I'm at a site called can't not tweet this dot com. So that's useless, right? That's very useless. All it does is repeat can't, the words. So yeah. it just says can't. Is there anything on it? It's I like a, on a. Uh, it's an animated on, animated uh, HTML five thing is what I'm getting with letters. What okay. did, where where did you go? I landed on corndog.io. Oh, I'll put a link in the uh, so you can get to it yourself. Corndog. This is. Uh, uh, just a bunch of corn dogs flying through the air. It's like a, it's like an after dark screensaver, but it's it's done with multiple levels, so it it's uh, oh, it feels very three D. Yeah, look at that. That's cool. See, look at that, you guys. That's yeah. got like parallax scrolling. You might call that. I think <laughs> that's right. Okay, the tuba says that's a virus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as far as I know, none of these will give you malware. I'm going to hit another one. Let's see where it takes right. me this time. It takes me to eslap.com, and it's a guy getting slapped. Hmm. Oh, I control it. Here, Brian, you got to see this one. Okay. This is worth. This is worth you seeing. Hold on. I have binarypiano.com. Okay, so this looks like a snake or an eel. Oh, eel slap! Oh, I didn't. Eel I, I thought slap. you were just saying e slap. I thought it was e slap. It's eel slap, and he's getting. Oh, wow, this guy looks like one of our programmers, former programmers at the. Uh, oh, look at that! Your mouse controls the the, slap. the slapping. Yeah. See, See this, this is, is where you got to turn on, move your mouse with your face, and like just go. <laughs> shoo, 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 and just <laughs> slap. Slap them. <laughs> I would get nothing else done that day. I'd just sit there. <laughs> Look at him. He doesn't know what's coming. Look at those eyes. Wide no, open. it doesn't. Whack. Oh. All right. See, this is Boy, a. See, this somebody is a, actually has to wear a glove to slap him with that eel, too. That's right. I'll try one more. Uh, bury okay. me. Sorry. Bury me with my money.com. Hmm. It's just a. What is it? Oh, it's a guy. Okay, it's just a body jumping from a high place, and then when they land, um, their their money falls out of them, and then the words okay. come up again. Ooh, binary piano. So it took me to binary piano. This one's kind of cool. It's like it's counting up from zero in binary, but it's playing the ones and zeros like they're musical, like they're notes. Oh, okay. Weird. I'll let you. Yeah, you may want to turn the volume down if you can. I can mute it before you. Well, you you. It won't make any. Sense I guess I want to hear it. Yeah, if it has you do want to hear, it, you just don't want it. Yeah, good point. Um, if you're gonna see. play it through the thing. All right, I'm bringing it up. Let me. Okay. Uh, right. Hit this. Let me. Oh, I don't know if I have a way to volume it. Let's see. Well, we'll find out. Okay. Yeah, that'll eat your brain yeah. after a while. It'll eat your brain. Yeah. Goodness. Okay, that's cool though. That's pretty cool. Yeah, see, so it's dumb, but I, I, I want to return, like, whatever Web 3.0 is everybody keeps talking about, mm -hmm. 
let's not forget this this dumb shit, you know? Yeah, exactly. Let's not forget the origins of the web, which is let's do something weird. Let's mm. not be so serious all the time. Let's not try to figure out how to monetize everything. Just have a dumb site that does nothing. <laughs> I got a game called One Square Minesweeper dot com and um I, I lost i clicked on the one square and it turned out to be a bomb that's a bummer that is a bummer it's, it's like you know <laughs> oh it's all this code to just just you know i think i found one you'd like uh that's the finger dot com and i'm gonna send you a link so you can play okay. with it because it, it requires control oh, look at that. it is that is really the finger isn't yeah it? and if you use your mouse you hover oh up and oh, down yeah. You get a point oh, down yeah. at the bottom. I haven't figured out, so it's just moving up down because it's it's just up down, yeah, yeah okay. vertical. So you get a bird up top and you get a pointer at the bottom. So nice. That's pretty cool. So huh. take All take right. that, you a holes. Look at that. I'm mad at everybody. I'm doing a long bird. Doge challenge. All right. Well, this is fun. I like the useless web. It does yeah. it does harken back to a day when when the web was, you know. Wasn't wasn't uh, as as angry and as toxic. Yeah, <laughs> as, as yeah. And sometimes out. websites they had one purpose, and and literally that purpose was to be a bird that flipped or a guy yeah, that slapped exactly. with a needle. Like the whole reason the site exists. There's no other links. There's no other way to do right. anything. And there's no ads. Like it's you know, nope. I don't have any ads. I just have a guy getting slapped in the face with an eel. Yeah. And what's cool is those last few ones we looked at, especially the Yield one, these are all using yeah. modern technologies to make them work. It's HTML5. It's sure. not some old Flash thing. Like, yeah. it, it's still, it, what it tells me is there are still people out there that long for it. Maybe we'll have a nostalgic um, rebirth of what we used to have fun with, you know? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like how I, I really do think people are getting legitimately really fatigued by the current state of social media or whatever mm -hmm. Web 2.0 is. Mm -hmm. And I do think they want like a return to some things. And in a lot of ways, Discord is just straight up forums again. That's what it is. It's yeah. forums. It's private forums. We're, I, we're going back to BBSs, basically, yeah, with Discord. <laughs> I kind of like it. I, I do, like too. It. Totally fine with that. Um, all right. Well, Claire, that's good. She says she's not fatigued because she's not on it. She good. says. That's yeah. the way to do it. You know, let your, let your social media just be a community of uh, people that you already know you like and just hang out in that community and and maybe keep out of the the musk scented cesspool of twitter yeah the poo poo, the poo, -poo. uh brian speaking of uh, uh poo, -poo yeah. you got a new poo -poo. cat who's doing yeah. poo poos yeah uh, tell us about your new little yeah kitty. so uh she's a little black cat she's about well the the shelter said she's two years old she seems younger than that she's she's smaller she apparently she was living. Uh, she was in a home, then was living out on the streets. I don't know how they know this, by the way. Like how they know she was in a house and then living out on the streets. I guess they can tell by her behavior if she was just feral. Um, but she uh, she's a little black cat. We've named her Salem, Massachusetts. Love it. Uh, Tina Tina likes all these little one word names like Lucy and this and that. I I'm inspired by. We've got friends who have a, a cat named Dr. Funkasaurus. We've got Hammond, who's got a cat named Fish Taco, and another cat named Janice from Accounting. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I like the I like the goofy names, and this is kind of like the meet in the middle situation. It's uh, it's Salem, Massachusetts. Bettina calls her Salem. I call her Salem, Massachusetts. Or that's a Salem, great mass. That's a great compromise, actually, because she's got if her I'm, short fun name, and now you and you've got yeah. your long weird name. 
Exactly. If I'm really mad or like if she starts starts chewing on cords behind my desk or something, I'm going to call her Salem, Massachusetts. Hold on. Let me do it again here. Salem, Massachusetts, 01765. Ah, perfect. Perfect. Like she an, knows she's in trouble when I throw the zip code in there. That's an actual. That's an actual zip. I assume. I uh, don't I think it's something like that. Because they got see, zeros see. out over there on that end of the country. They got all those. Yeah, yeah, they, exactly. Because it's all East Coast is all uh, the. It's yeah. it moves from right to left zero to nine. Um, Who's in charge of that shit? Because I got a complaint. Look, can I lodge a complaint? You can. I'm going to sure. lodge a complaint. Where's my complaint right. music? Do I have that still? Uh, I mean, it's I'm, a, uh, an established. Here, I'll use that today. Here's yeah. my complaint I'd like to lodge. Um, they changed our zip code. Fine. Okay. That's fine. Right. If you're, we're, we're growing out here. It's a growing area. I get it. Yeah. It yeah. happens. But to this day, and this has been seven years now since the zip changed, to this yeah. day, there's still confusion. I'll do like a um, uh, an order on a website, and it'll say, uh, we're going to use this address instead. It's more accurate. And it's the yeah. old zip. And it's the old zip. Yeah, sure. So I'm like, well, which one do you want? My tax stuff gets effed up every year because some of the stuff has the new zip. Some has the old zip. And the accountant's always like, yeah, they're asking for us to figure out which zip. I'm like, hmm. it's the, I, I don't make the rules. You told me it changed from the 95 to the 09. You told me that, dear city, yeah. state, whatever. <laughs> Freaking quit changing it, thus ending my yeah. complaint. I think that that is a, that's a very valid complaint. I don't feel, I mean, I guess I understand, right? It's you want zip codes to, if you see, if, if population in a zip code is increasing, you need to kind of um, split that zip code into two. Right. I guess it kind of makes sense. I haven't seen that. Uh, I don't even mind. I've them. never seen that happen, actually. I mean, I've seen the, the plus four get yeah. changed, the plus four that's added on there get changed, but. Right. Um, it is weird, right? It is really weird, yeah. What is also weird is it was 84095, and it's now 84009. So it's actually a lower number. Yeah. And so I don't get how... I don't get any of it. Like, there's some guy in an office somewhere who's just some nerd. It's just basically, well, this number is not taken. Let's let's split this one into that number. Yeah. It's a huge zip code, Carter. Don't worry about it. (laughs) There's that did not dock. Uh, yeah, I doxed a uh, 100 mile zone. Everything's People fine. People are going to be driving up and down in the entire zip code <laughs> looking for Scott's house. Um, yeah. Kate Katsumi did ask a very important question. How is Inara taking to uh, the new addition to the oh, house? Oh, yeah, yeah. So we got, our, we got Salem on Friday, and through the whole weekend, Salem, man, Salem for, for, for the life that she's led up to this point, you would think that she was starved and mistreated and and to you know some degree being out in the streets allegedly um and and uh and then living in a small uh cage at the animal shelter we gave her Tristan's old bedroom to start with so we could close the door not have to have her have to worry about interacting with Anara for the start let her just kind of get used to us and used to the house and and she was like Oh my gosh, this is like, I've got so much room in here. She's purring. She's purring to the point where she's making noises when she purrs, like, mm. like that kind of like, uh, mm-hmm. just super happy kind of thing. Happiest and, cat on uh, the planet when they do that. Yeah. Yes, for sure. And like, you know, doing rub, uh, massaging with her paws kind of thing. Making dough, I think is the kneading dough, as they call it. Um, she uh, Then we kind of open the door. We keep Inara downstairs here in the basement with me, and then we open the door and let her kind of ex- explore the upstairs. 
And we can tell she's like, each edition of her world space kind of freaks her out a little bit. She's like, whoa, there's all this extra room in here? What the hell? <laughs> like, yeah. she hunkers down and is like, like kind of looking around, and now she's getting used to that. So now she's doing the purring thing again. And then we, you know, then we kind of open up the... Uh, the, the rest of the house kind of living room tour is still all the upstairs. She still hasn't seen the downstairs and she'll be like, whoa, my God, there's so much shit down here. That's what she's going to say. <laughs> I love that, uh, though. I love that. It's adorable. But, uh, yeah, she, she, uh, she's acclimating very well. And she's had some interactions with Anara, but it's mostly been here's Anara sitting on her perch. They see each other. Anara hisses. Salem says, yeah, okay. I'm fine. I'll go the other way. It's totally cool. I didn't need to go that way. Mm. So they're respecting boundaries, it sounds like. They're respecting boundaries, yes. That's good. Yep. Well, yep. but they're both so, better cats than mine combined. And Carter, you heard me. You heard me. That cat sucks. <laughs> Our cat but sucks. man, Salem is talkative. She just walks around going, meow, meow, meow. Oh, and to meow, your point about names, it's important yep. to note that in the, the pet kingdom, right, the big two, dogs yes. and cats, uh -huh. dogs, you're better off with a short name the dog can get trained to. Cats don't yes. give a shit what their name no. is. No, you can call you them. Do, you know, they'll they're aware of their name when you use it when they're doing something wrong. You go Salem, right? What? Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Right, but it's more about tone, don't you think? Like the, they'll yes. hear you getting mad and they're like, oh shit. Yeah, but you do want like, if, especially if you got multiple cats, you want to be able to identify. You want them to be able to know which one you're talking to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, that's yeah. good. Happy new home. The rescue, yeah. I, I assume. Rescue little kitty. Yeah, absolute rescue from nice. the uh, Foothills Animal Shelter. Really nice facility, by the way. I mean, sadly, they've got a lot of cats, and so it's, you know, they, they don't have tons of room in there. But, um, man, the cats were getting adopted left and right. Uh, when we went in there, so nice. It's good to see they're they're doing a good job. But Left yeah, right. I'll, I'll post I'll post photos, uh, uh, you know, new photos and maybe a little video of her just meowing, just walking around meowing because it's cute. Put that in the Discord at frogpants.com/slash/discord. Yeah, great yeah. idea. All right, uh, real quick here, we got a text that Claire needs to listen to. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is about Vegas, and it's a mystery person. We'll call them a mystery, text, mystery texter because they didn't leave their name. They said, Dear okay. Slots and Blackjack, I'm very sorry I can't make it to TMS Vegas this year. I was especially looking forward to meeting Claire, my next unrequited love for future ex or future ex-wife, maybe 2024. <laughs> Claire, did you hear that? What do you uh... think of that? That's not that's not uh, creepy at all. Uh huh. Uh, no, no, I don't think that. I don't think that's a Monica. No. <laughs> Although she yeah. might, Monica will be mad that this person's trying to break into her territory here. But yeah, that ain't Monica. Yeah, no, I think uh, she wouldn't put future ex-wife. I think Monica would just put my wife. My wife. <laughs> yeah, for sure. She does claim. So I don't um, know who this is. No, it sounds it, like maybe somebody that was there last year. So because the way they said, I'm sorry, I can't make it to oh, TMS this year. This year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Don't know. Hard to say. Maybe. I will say this, though. In Speaking of the Discord and the TMS Vegas chat that's going on in the Discord, um, there are a lot of people, and a little, a little frustrating, Scott, because there are a lot of people who seem like they're more excited to meet Claire than to see us. Yeah, like I don't think we're the hot oh, yeah, deal this Scott year. Scott and Brian are cool, but I hear Claire is coming to this. Mm -hmm. It's our fault. Because we've, we've made that we've created a monster here by bringing yeah. her up all the time yeah. and talking about her and stuff. So, yeah, they, well, you and I are no longer the focus. Uh, this will now be a, a Claire event. 
That's right. Exactly. Uh, no pressure, yeah, Claire. TMS, TMS Vegas uh, with Claire also featuring uh, opening act Brian and Scott. Yeah. So, you know, so what happens when you have a, a with, fiery with uh, special uh, guest Brian and Scott? Exactly. Yes. You got a, you got a fiery uh, uh, Irish person in your in your thing. You're just screwed. That's how it is. Yeah, it's totally true. Now, you know what? She she uh, I will say the the in-person meeting Claire lives up to the hype. She is every bit the the spitfire that she comes across in uh, in chat. So. Fantastic. Well, yep. look forward to ClareCon 23. Uh, or we can call it Clare, Clare, <laughs> the Clarion Call. Let's see. What else? Uh, 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 Claire Palooza. Claire, 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 Clarity 2023. Clarity. Claritin Vegas. Claritin. Ask your yes. doctor if Claire is right for you. <laughs> All right. Apparently well, our texter thinks so. Uh, he sure does. Anyway, thanks for the text. 801-471-0462 is where you can send those. You can also send us emails, or sorry, voicemails like we played pre-show. If you don't know what we're talking about, you should become a patron. Let's do the news right now. Time for some late breaking news that definitely wasn't carried over for about three days while we <laughs> were busy doing other things. Uh, and it's brought to you by... Yeah, fellow Tadpooler Ender, check out his rad Twitch channel at twitch.tv slash Ender LFG, as in looking for group. Uh, yeah. Ender LFG, and I'm hoping that he's got some uh, some Marvel chat or Marvel Snap stuff going on there because I think he, he plays some of that. Oh, Fortnite, Tomb Raider. Yeah. yeah. He's a mixed, uh, mixed, what do they call it? Variety mixed streamer. Baggy. Yes. It's a variety streamer. A variety um, streamer. He uh, the reason. Okay, so you might say, "Well, that's interesting, kind of random that he's in there." Well, he didn't even know yeah. I did this. So what I'm what I'm here to tell you is, in the Discord, we have this thing where it says promote yourself, and people are usually oh, putting yeah. like a live stream link when they're going live with whatever they're doing. So they may have a game stream or something like that. And I thought, well, why don't we start giving them a little a little sunlight? So if you're in there doing that, uh, you might end up here. So if you're doing some kind of weird hot tub. Uh, you know, barely covering your wiener with a beer kind of stream, and you don't want people to know about it, then don't put it in that group. <laughs> all right? Yeah. You know what? Leave out the first part. Just don't put it in that group. Yeah, don't put it in that group at all. <laughs> if, you're doing, if you're doing that. Yeah, yeah. we don't want to. We, we don't want to know. But for the rest of y'all, you're good, and uh, you you might get uh, showcased here uh, when we don't have a regular spot. All right, let's get to the, the news here that we've been putting off for so long. Yeah. A rare asteroid. It's good to do this on a Tuesday because uh, Bobby will be here later. A rare asteroid may be worth 70,000 times the global economy. All right? Okay. The worth of this rock, the worth of this hurtling rock, 70,000 times the amount that the current global economy of Earth is worth. I I guess I need to understand how, I don't understand how money works, apparently. (laughs) How how does it work? Where do you you sell this? Asteroid. Well, this is how NASA is so uh, okay. interested, they actually are sending a spaceship to explore it. Okay. Uh, so anyway, NASA's mission to an asteroid could be worth 70 million times the global economy. Uh, it will expand, or That's supposed to happen this year. The space agency decided back in 2017 that humankind would benefit from a closer look at 16 Psyche. Psyche. No, you don't. You say the E? I didn't know that. The E on this one, because it's. Uh, I think it comes from the... Greek or Roman psyche, Cuban psyche, 
So it's like uh, what's saying uh, something's his psyche is all out of whack. It's like that, right? That kind of use. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, anyway, the I mean, psyche I mission. Make sure of that because I don't want to. There was a. Is it Greek? Yeah, psyche is the Greek goddess of the soul. Oh, so often represented with butterfly wings. I should have called it something else. I don't like it. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's like fine. I was, I was listening to a history podcast yesterday, and they were talking about the origins of the swastika and its uh, deep historical stuff, where it, would, it didn't mean anything like what the Nazis made it mean, and how they converted mm-hmm. it to mean what it meant, and now how the, we're just mm. you just can't use it now. We're done. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's ruined. Humanity ruined the swastika. Stupid Germans. Uh, <laughs> but every once in a while, I'll run yeah. into a word like that, and psyche. I can't see that as a, as a big flying rock for whatever reason. Anyway. Right, you know, the the psyche rock. Wait a minute. Yeah, that's that song by the uh, by uh, what's his face uh, that that turned into Futurama. Uh, the Futurama theme. It's called. Oh, I think that might. I wonder if that's pronounced psyche rock or psych rock. P s y c h e r o c k. It's by um, the, the electronic guy. Uh, uh, where is it? Pierre Henry. Pure Hen- oh yeah, I love Pierre that Henry. It's Pierre, the- not pure. Pierre, I like Pierre. Pierre. Pierre's fun to yeah. say. Pierre, it's French guy. Pierre Henry. It's this. Henri, probably pronounced Pierre Henri. It's this thing we're talking about, right? Yep. Okay. The whatever the original of that is. Are you playing? Are you? You say so you're playing. That's the Futurama theme, right? I think so. It's a weird remix though, because it's got like voice voice stuff in it and some other stuff. But mm, I don't yeah. think it's nope. him. Uh, yeah. If you if you YouTube, want me want me really quickly? Yeah, yeah. It, do it. You, Let's do. Do you want to dance around a uh, potential? Uh... Yep. We'll play it. <laughs> we'll play it for the hottest second you guys have ever heard. All right. Cool. Here we go. Uh, looks like this one right here. Okay. Coming to you live in your Discord right now. Alrighty. And you'll want to jump ahead to uh jump ahead to 30 38 seconds. Okay, I'm going to 30 or 40 seconds. 40? All right. 40 seconds. All right, here we go. I'm at the 40 second mark. Let me unmute it. Let's see if okay. we can get a taste. Oh, I can hear it. Mm-hmm. So, did, did he get credit for that, or was this like a riff on that? I'm sure, or do you he know? did. No, I'm sure he did. Okay, um, curious about that. I love that yeah. song. Every time I hear it, yeah, I'll, I'll no, it's a, it's a great one. Uh, let's see. Composer Christopher Ting was heavily inspired by Henry's psyche rock when writing the theme to the popular animated cartoon show Futurama. The theme is so recent, reminiscent of psyche rock that is considered a variation of the original. So interesting. So I'm sure he does get uh, uh, does get uh, credit, and he, he um, definitely got it here on the morning stream just now. Yep, we sure. got his. But we got your back, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that uh, one has a little accent over the e, so I don't know if you pronounce it psyche rock when you're talking about that song. But mm-hmm. but that's great now that that we have a rock mm-hmm. hurtling towards uh, uh, Earth, or I don't know if it's hurtling towards Earth, but it's out in space. That's called psyche rock. Well, this thing is called. Let's see. So it was actually discovered in 1852. Oh <laughs> okay. wow! Okay, uh, it's a giant M-type asteroid, uh, thought to be a partial core of a small planet that failed to fully form. During the earliest days of our solar system, the metal-rich asteroid is about the size of Massachusetts. Oh, Salem. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh. Shaped somewhat like a potato. Well, there's your problem. There's <laughs> yeah. your problem right there. I mean, can't any amorphous shape be considered to be the, kind of the shape of a potato? <laughs> yeah, name something that isn't perfectly round, and it's kind of a potato. That's it's just kind the rule. of a potato, yeah. Yeah, like... Um, I don't know. Name a celestial object that is not 
potato shaped. If it's not a perfect sphere, it's probably potato shaped. Yeah, just about anything. I'm looking around the room. I see multiple things that I could describe as a potato, <laughs> including right. this video I'm looking at right now of myself. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this uh, The asteroid orbits uh, between Mars and Jupiter at a distance of ranging of about 235 million to 309 million miles from the sun. I don't know what that is in your K-space points, but it's big. <laughs> uh, let's see. The average di- diameter is about 140 miles, roughly the distance between L.A. and San Diego. So that's the uh, the size of the thing. Anyway, the reason it's worth all this money is it is just jam-packed, stocked with like rare earth mineral stuff. So everything from gold to silver to diamond stuff to like... Gotcha. Um, that's why. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm fine with so, that. So you could tear that thing apart and make it bunch of money i guess would it would it would it destroy the world's economy like all of a sudden we have this influx of space gold and space diamonds and now it's like oh great we've got uh now now all those things are worthless because we now have a uh yeah a rock that we can just pull out our press our e key and mine and get all of the good stuff out of it if there was a way to do it um then yeah i guess so like if one yeah. country controlled it i think so it would i don't know if it would destroy yeah. the economy but it would definitely make things not very even not that they're that even now. <laughs> it's like discovering a planet that's full of Bitcoin. Oh, my God. It just destroyed the, the Bitcoin even yep. further. <laughs> oh, no. What do we do with our space coins now? Do you right, notice not exactly. a single, not a single uh, crypto crypto uh, ad of oh. any kind during the Super Bowl? None. None. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Zero. Wow. Like not even a reference, not an NFT, nothing. The closest thing you got was like a mobile game. You had to, if you wanted, you could scan the QR code at the screen and go to the game. Yeah, just totally yeah. dumb. But it, yeah. but zero, zero, nothing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. We went from like twelve of those last year to zero. Yeah. Inter- <laughs> interesting. Very, very telling. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, all right. Well, good luck with your giant rock, NASA. Let's move on to this story. Yeah. Uh, if you watch Mulan with your kid, you might wind up in prison. Okay, that I'm is. Sure a, I'm sure there's no nuance or any sort of. Uh, there's no no step two, three, four, or five between those two things. Well, let's t- check the steps. Uh, this okay. will. This All is right. what could happen if Arizona lawmakers get their way. All right, they got yep. a new. They got a new law that's weird. The Arizona legislature on Tuesday hit a new. I guess that have been t- previous Tuesday last Tuesday, yeah, uh, hit a new high in the hysteria over the most critical and horrifying dangers that threaten our children. They are going after drag queens again, only this time they're also going after parents. Senate Bill 1698 would criminalize anyone who exposes a child to a drag performance. Uh, the problem is, so if they take them to a live thing, a hairspray or, you know, something like that, yeah. that's, what they're, that's what they're aiming for. A RuPaul drag race. Uh, live, live taping of RuPaul's drag race. Exactly. Oh. But the problem is, the law, the the language of the thing is so loose and poorly written, yeah, that it could apply to you, Brian, sitting down and watching Mulan, the cartoon from the nineties. Sure, sure. When uh, those those army dudes all dressed up like ladies, yeah, uh, to get stuff done. I don't remember what the so, deal was. So but. I guess uh, episodes of Monty Python now are potential. All of it. Anything uh, where anybody dresses up yeah. like a lady. That's how they've done Flip, the language. Most of Flip Wilson's career. Yeah. Uh, is, is shot now. Yeah. So it literally. Uh, that is so. F- <laughs> it's just so freaking lame. I know. I felt that F word coming out of you and I, and I agreed with it while yeah. you were doing it. Yes, exactly. I, uh, sometimes that F word, like, really, it stands on the edge and says, eh, nope, nope. Uh, 
got to keep got to keep this show PG thirteen. So. I don't know why people. Um, and let me ask this, this question. Outfire. What the hell? I don't even think this is a exactly. I don't even think Listen, this is buddies. A, yeah, there's <laughs> there's too many. We Bugs Bunny, all of them, all of them. And I know, and I know that most of these, you know, most of these conservatives probably watched and enjoyed Mrs. Doubtfire and Bosom Buddies and uh, Monty, well, probably not Monty Python. They don't get humor, but, um, <laughs> They're not, not which the is f- why they watch Mrs. Doubtfire. Oh, oh see, the, damn. No, but, uh, damn, son. But yeah, no, it's like, you know. Oh, I got corrupted because I watched Bosom Buddies and Kip and Henry had to dress up as women to live in that all women's apartment. Here's my here's here's uh, uh, what I would like to say to our listeners. Clinger. Great. Another great example. Oh, can't watch. Can't watch MASH. We have we have a mixed listenership. So I want to say this to some people. Okay, All right. If you claim to be a group that believes (laughs) in personal freedom. Yes. Then you should let everyone have their personal freedom. <laughs> and that includes Agreed. people yeah. who may want to perform in a drag show or go exactly. to one. Uh, exactly. If you're the same people that say, don't tell me how to raise my kids, you shouldn't tell other people how to raise their kids. Exactly. To me, it's that yes. simple. I don't know why this is complicated. You either you either believe in that or you freaking don't. So quit saying it if you don't. If you're going to make dumb laws like this, but claim you're all about personal freedom and choice, yeah. I, how am I to believe you, you lying sacks of turd? <laughs> there, that's all I'm saying. Well done, nicely, nicely. I'll get uh, emails, but I don't give a shit at this yeah. point. I don't care. You can email me all you want. Um, all yeah. right, let's move on to one more story. Okay, all right. A young dol- dolphin skull. Oh, this is sad a little bit. Oh, was found in luggage at Detroit Airport by customs agents. Oh man, jeez. Okay. U- U.S. Customs and Border Protection agents made a fishy discovery last week. Well, they're not fish. Dolphins uh, are right. fish. Yeah, they're mammals. They're mammals, right? Are they? Yeah, dolphins are m- mammals. Oh crap! This is one of those like I know whales are mammals. Hold on a sec. I'm pretty sure they're mammals. Right. <laughs> I don't want to. I think so. I'm almost a thousand percent. Uh, yes, they are. They are uh, cetaceans. They are mammals. Yes. Yeah, and they breathe air through that hole and all that. Correct. Uh, <laughs> pretty high end uh, uh, zoology yes. going on here on the show. That's right. It's a uh, Scott Johnson, marine biologist. That's right. I got my research assistant Brian Ibbett back there making sure they're mammals. It's fantastic. Yes. Uh, the, anyway, so here's what they did. They found this thing. Uh, while accompanied uh, or unaccompanied as international baggage. They don't know why it was there. Okay. Uh, the bag had been separated by owners during transit. The agency said in a news release and underwent routine x-ray screening. Uh, when it re-entered the U.S. during the screening, agricultural specialists noticed a skull-shaped object in the language or in the luggage. In the language. In the language. Um, officials with CBP and the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service determined it was a skull believed to be a young dolphin's skull. According to the CBP, animal parts or products, including skulls, are subject to import and export restrictions, prohi- uh, prohibitation, or prohibitations, prohibitions, permits, mm-hmm. or certificates. Important, uh, importing or exporting marine mammals is prohibited. Uh, 
Were they on hand? Were they at the TSA going, oh, hold on a second. That looks a little funny there. And I'm a marine I, biologist. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if they've got somebody at the airport, just one person who's with uh, Border Patrol or Fish and Wildlife or whatever, or if they had to say, no, you got to wait here while we get in, while we call these people in. Probably the latter. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that they have enough staff to do all the other things they need to do, you know, Border Patrol and Department of Fish and Wildlife to sure. to actually have somebody stationed at each. Oh, Mac Addict it says they do. They that do? they actually do have somebody from. Well, Border Patrol, I guess, doesn't make sense. You'd have to have one at each well, yeah. international airport. But yeah. Fish and Wildlife, I would think you'd have to call in. Mac Addict, I need a citation. Give me a citation. <laughs> I can't. We we can't live in a world where one chatter goes. They do, and we have to believe it. You got to provide me with some proof, there, buddy. Right. Yes. Let's see. Let's see your proof. Proof. Uh. Anyway. So yeah. they. Uh. Yeah. That's a. They don't know where it came from or why it's in there. But uh. now, uh, you know. All right. So I understand. I mean, I guess uh, importing or exporting marine animals is prohibited. But it's like, what about if you bring, uh, you know, one of those dried starfish? I guess it's not a mammal. So never mind. Mm. That's a. That's yeah. just a. What right. is that? If what are those? Those are not crustaceans, or are they? Um, I don't know what you call is those. Because it, uh, it's is it? Because they're like crabs. Exoskeletons. Yeah, but they don't. Starfish don't have exoskeletons. They're mollusk. Um, says the chat. Mollusk. Maybe mollusks. Yeah. Is a mollusk? A, it's a category. Not a. Not a. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and so like that's why sand dollars and. Uh, um, starfish dried up starfish and stuff like that are are uh okay but any part so what is it is there's no other parts of a whale like whalebone uh <laughs> a whalebone uh, uh lamp or something like that that well i've could... seen whalebone uh what have, what have we seen with bell well you see they have i know it is there they have right, penis bones you stuff. feel like there's a word there's there's a word that's frequently said after whalebone whalebone <laughs> What what is that we're trying to say? Yeah, it's a yeah, thing. Scrimshaw says the chat. What the hell does that mean? Corset? Whalebone corset? Corset? Maybe. Huh. Is it a corset? Old dresses used? Okay, yeah. A lot of people are saying corset. It's a whalebone corset. Really? Like they would make those corset things like the eighteen hundreds? Isn't that just isn't that just the way that it's uh that it's not really made from whalebones, but it's made in the shape because it's a supportive structure to the the uh the under musculature of the dress <laughs> yeah right so they were made with corsets were made with baleen okay. okay the scrimshaw is a scroll work engravings and carvings done in boner ivory usually made from sperm whales boner boner ivory you said boner well maybe see the skull maybe the okay. skull of the of the uh uh the freaking dolphin dolphin i can't think of the damn mm-hmm. word uh maybe they grind that up and make it into like aphrodisiacs oh, or something yeah right I don't know. Grind anything up and tell you it's an aphrodisiac. That's true. You could grind this show up and tell me that. <laughs> that's true. Somebody has. Yeah. Uh, let Somebody us know if that's has. you. All right. Yeah. Uh, All right. That'll that'll do it for your news day. We are going to take a break. When we come back, Bill will be here. Uh, we actually got a call for Bill, which we'll play when he gets here. We also have a call for Bobby. We'll play when he gets here. So yeah. uh, lots of people using the voicemail line, which I'm very happy about. That's coming up after this break. Brian's got a song. He will play it now. What do you got? I've got a uh, new song by a band called The Bayonets. Now, uh, get a load of this. Here's here's all the people that, that are in The Bayonets. It's a trio. Brian Ray, who's played with, uh, he's part of the Paul McCartney's uh, band. He played with Etta James. Oliver Lieber, 
who's the son of Jerry Lieber, the guy who wrote a ton of songs, and uh, Argentine, Argentinian musician Lucrecia Lopez-Sanz, with help from Anna McDougall from the Black Crows and Davey uh, Farragher from Elvis Costello. I mean, there is so much legacy in this band that uh, that you would say, well, it probably is really good. And guess what? If you said that, you'd be right. Here's a brand new single from a band called The Bayonets. It's called Argentina, and it's out now. Here's The Bayonets featuring Brian Ray, Argentina. Twist from my hips Yeah, I'm at 
Marty. Shh, you'll scare the fish. But we're missing the big football Relax. game. Relax. My VHS home video recorder is taping it right now. Terrific. Oh, yum, 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 yum. The Morning Stream. I have to go shopping. We're running out of everything. Cat food, fish food, ant spray, and rat poison. No idea what that was about. Uh, Brian, who was that uh, musician and song again, please? Why, that musician, that band is called The Bayonets, B-A-Y-O-N-E-T-S, and it's a brand new single called Argentina. Go check it out, and uh, you'll find some other stuff, some older stuff by The Bayonets that's also really, really good. Nice. Does this make you want to, uh, this right here? Oh, yum, 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 Make you want to go watch your brother Art though. It does. It does. It, it does. I'm a, you know, I'm not a fop. I don't want fop. I'm a Dapper Dan man. <laughs> I love that movie so much, but I always forget. I, I forget how many Coen Brothers movies that um, oh, I can't think of his name. All of a sudden, Bill Dotree from King of the Hill. Is, uh, is it, the guy is him who just did the voice. What's his name? Yeah, uh, uh, Stephen Root. Jeez, Stephen Root. Jeez, Louise. I was like David Keckner. No, Stephen Root. Yes, right. I always forget how many uh, those movies he's in. He's in a lot of Coen Brothers movies, and yeah. I rewatched No Country for Old Men. And man, does he get a shotgun to a rough place in that movie does he really oh, oh man yeah what's his name gets him pretty bad sugar anton sugar sugar hail sugar 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 i'm being chased by a man named sugar anyway <laughs> uh that's gonna do it for that little break there let's do now uh, uh the bringing on of bill or of uh, dad okay uh, bill yeah all right uh i always forget the difference between bobby and bill but bill's easy to remember uh, because his name is Bill. Let's see. Here. His name is Bill. Bill. Dee, 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 dee. Speaking of Bill Retrieve, our little intro here. Your bat cave's open there, Bill. It's uh, Bill. Uh, you know him as Bill Duran. That's his real name, his full name. Uh, but you also might know him as Jim Beard on Twitter. He's the guy who runs this punished props business up there in the Pacific Northwest. Has a rad YouTube channel about it. Comes on the show and talks about making stuff. And uh, hopefully today you'll be as inspired as we often are with Bill here. Hi, Bill. Welcome back. Hello, good morning. Happy to be here. Guten Morgen. Good, good morning. Yeah. Good to have you. Very nice mm-hmm. to have you. Uh, what? What? Oh, you know what? I want to play this call for you first. You want to hear something awesome. real quick? Okay. So this yes, is I about do. this is about Legos and your whole conversation about cleaning them and stuff. And uh, we got this call uh, especially for you. Here you go. Hey there, Mr. Scott and Brian. I'm calling on uh, Bill's TMS segment. Uh, I just wanted to say that uh, in addition to retro consoles, his tip about hydrogen peroxide works amazing on classic Lego sets. Uh, I just finished cleaning mine up, and they are as glorious as they were on Christmas morning in 1987. So for any of you tadpoolers out there that are classic Lego fans, uh, give it a shot. Just don't use it with pieces that have stickers. Thanks, guys. Love the content. See ya. Nice. I guess that makes sense. It's probably all the same. Plastic stuff type, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So probably all ABS plastic. ABS, yeah. Right? yeah. And if your Legos got left anywhere near UV light, they probably got discolored a little bit, a little yeah. yellowed or or whatever. Yeah. This is a little bit side note, so I apologize for this question. But do either of you have a good suggestion for clean, like best way to clean your uh, computer displays? Because often, like this isn't glass. Oh, monitors? Yeah, especially if they're not glass. Yeah. Glass makes sense. You can use glass cleaner, but yeah. when it's like. Yeah the whatever this is the more matte finish yes right i, I never mean, know still, what to use you still want to spray a uh, what i still use is like a spray on a lint-free cloth mm-hmm. like an eyeglass cleaning cloth yeah. uh, 
and but don't spray directly on your your screen and then uh what are you using for way. spray just like windex oh, i'll tell you i'll tell i'll show you okay see this is what i was hoping for here brian oh, yeah brian's gonna grab his unit and bring it back yeah so, i don't know what it's called but i have some kind of spray that's specifically designed for monitors i'm always afraid this is uh evo premium screen cleaner spray is what i use evo screen cleaner all right I'm evo gonna... screen cleaner and, and i use this because uh with the, the the gig where i'm cleaning machines both both uh digitally and <laughs> physically mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what i use on the screens for all of them and it's really it's very obviously it's not abrasive uh yeah and you're using that soft uh, glasses style thing st- soft glasses uh, thing and then actually i have a dust free that's more like a terry cloth so i'll actually do yeah here's the spray i'll get a, i'll put a link in the uh, tadpole here for everybody Oh yeah, they've got uh, sprays and wipes. Uh, I could get from them. It looks like yes, okay. yeah, and I think actually theirs comes with the the lint free cloth and then the terry cloth. So once you do, once you hit it with the lint free cloth, again you spray the cloth, wipe the screen, and then you use the microfiber cloth afterwards to um, to give it a polish. Okay, just a really quick polish. All right. I'm uh, I'm going to get some of this because I just I, I let mine get so dirty for so long because I'm always afraid to to clean uh-huh. it. But I'm here yeah, I am every day for sure, spitting but, on yeah. this thing every day doing shows. I probably spit on it just now with a pee. Spit, spit. Yeah, there's pee. There's peas all over my screen. Anyway, uh, well that's a fun side note. Uh, now we bring it back. We pull this car back into the garage and we see what Bill's doing. Bill, what are yeah. you making this week? What are you doing? What are you suggesting? What's going on? Um, so I wanted to talk about technical drawing, one of my favorite topics. All right. Uh, and I still do a lot of it, too. Now, back in high school, we uh, still had old school technical and architectural drawing classes. This was in the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used pencil and paper, T-squares and triangles. We drew everything by hand. Yeah. Uh, and I took all of those classes twice. I was a bit of a nut. <laughs> I was quite into it. <laughs> Uh, Nothing and, uh, at all wrong with that. No. Nope, not to brag too much, but in 11th grade, I got the uh, technical or uh, architectural drawing award. It nice. Pretty, oh, pretty well, that, you? So. well, well done. done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but what's really cool is we had three years of that. And then in my senior year, they gutted that lab. They got rid of it. <laughs> I actually wish that and they, I got my hands on some of those desks and stuff but anyway oh, yeah. they got rid of that lab replaced it with a computer lab and my senior year we learned how to do the same thing uh, in AutoCAD mm. uh, which I think is actually pretty cool to have learned both ways to do it I agree uh, and I still use both I still draw lots of stuff by hand and I do lots of stuff in CAD as well uh, so recently I had a, an itch to do some technical drawing and I just tweeted this out I tweeted a picture of a drawing I did it's uh, an orthographic projection of a Lego brick. Mm. Speaking of Lego. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's three different views of a, of a Lego brick with all of the dimensions uh, so that hopefully at some point I could recreate it in CAD and I, I want to make a metal Lego brick on my CNC machine. I think that'd oh, be really cool. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Not to like, because we all, you know, we had the, the sets that came with a silver, yeah. like, a, like looked like metal brick but sure. you want an actual metal brick yeah, i really yeah. do would you yeah. have it solid or would it be hollow uh it would be exactly like 
another so Lego hollow, brick. So that, yeah, so yeah. you could put a piece underneath it if you needed to. Absolutely. Would you make it larger though, critical. like a bigger, heavier one, or would you go with like the size of a standard? Right Lego now, brick? the idea is to make one that could lo- link with other Lego bricks because mm-hmm. there's a specific challenge to that. The tolerances are quite tight to get it to fit with just a little friction, but mm. not too much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's kind of the challenge I'm going after. But a big honking brass Lego brick. That yeah. is like a, a, a paperweight or something. It would and be I'm, kind of awesome, too. Yeah, yeah. And just to make sure you're doing the best Lego brick, which is the uh, eight pips, uh, two by four uh, pips Lego brick, right? I'm doing the two by two just because. Um, it, oh, okay, it's the second. That's the second best Lego brick. It seems like a, a smaller <laughs> would be a little quicker for when I eventually fail and have to remake this thing. Yeah, <laughs> sure, sure. That makes sense. I think uh, the little square ones all are the cool. tolerances. Sure. And the square ones you could do, I don't know, I think that's actually pretty cool. I, I would go with the square one as well. But once, once I nail the, once I figure out all the tolerances on everything, then I could extrapolate that to larger bricks. Love it. Love it. Yep. That's really cool. And then, again, technical drawing, is the, that's the whole point where, where these tolerances matter, right? Yeah, yeah. And you where don't... I can track that, that information as well. Right. So most, most technical drawings, when you think of a technical drawing, it's an orthographic projection. So it's several drawings of different sides of the same object, right? Uh, what your goal is to do is these different sides describe all the features of that object, and you mm-hmm. use as many views as you need to get all those features on, uh, as well as all of the dimensions. So if you look mm-hmm. at my Lego brick, you'll see all the features, little pips described with lines and circles and everything. Yeah. Uh, the dotted lines are features that are inside that you couldn't see mm-hmm. from that view, mm-hmm. but exist yep. on the inside. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. I loved... That was one of my favorite classes was uh, technical drawing class, like doing mm-hmm. the, like you said, not just the T-square, but then you also had the um, the horizontal rule that was affixed on a on a uh, chain to both sides, so you could only yeah. move it flat up and down. Um, uh, you know, for whatever reason, I just connected so much with that class, and so now when I do stuff <laughs> in in CAD and, you know, making stuff for, for myself, 3d design. It's like, it just harkens back to that, but I would love, you know, like I've got the, the Kyber crystal thing. Mm-hmm. I would love to actually make a print showing that as a, like a blueprint. Oh yeah. The, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, cool. Blue, um, I love blueprints as art. I want more yes. blueprints hanging up on my walls. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Those are cool. Why are they so cool? I don't know. They're like, just really cool. They're cool for us techie guys who, as kids, took things apart to figure right. out how they worked. And yeah, yeah. There's yeah. something about it. Also, the blue with the white, like yeah. handwritten mm-hmm. notes and things. Like that's so rad. I love. Yes, it. that that font. That uh, was it. Tecton. That Tecton font that mm-hmm. was like the uh, the perfect one for architectural renderings. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I wouldn't. I would. I would have a room full of these on the wall if I had the wherewithal to take the time to do it because i just yeah. like all your favorite things do one of a broken out lightsaber do mm-hmm. one of a sure yeah. uh, the, of a, so yeah or what how about like a, a game oh. boy mm-hmm. how yeah. cool would that be oh, a mattel awesome. or a, a no was it mattel kenner a kenner uh millennium falcon yeah yes yeah any of that <laughs> or, stuff oh my gosh uh or a game gear yeah game <laughs> so gear <laughs> yes and i love bl- so, i like blown out stuff where it's like all the pieces are like explo- exploded. Is yeah, the word I'm yeah. an exploded for it. view. Those oh, are my love favorite. That. Yeah, so cool. Actually, when I was making the Blade Runner uh, revolver, I found an exploded view of a of a real bulldog revolver, which is what was used in the original prop. And that one drawing 
pretty much gave me everything I needed to know about the mechanics of that thing, which was really cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. So the idea with this technical drawing is that I could hand it to a fabricator and that drawing will have everything they need to remake that part. Mm-hmm. It's you're communicating something to another person. So nowadays I, I don't hand my drawings to other people, but I, I do still do lots of technical drawings for myself. So if I'm designing something um, for like, like if I'm drawing, designing some shop furniture uh, or especially if I'm making anything on my lathe, I'll do a little drawing ahead of time. And it doesn't have to be with, you know, uh, straight lines or anything. Most of my technical drawings are freehand in my notebook just to describe the features and dimensions of something. Uh, and then, while I'm making it, again, especially on the lathe, I have a, an image I can reference before I do something permanent and stupid. So, constantly <laughs> refer back to this drawing, double-check my work uh, before I, I ruin my part. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. It can happen, you know. You gotta, yep. you gotta be careful. But if you're doing metal stuff, it just feels like the stakes are higher. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I can't, I can't just melt this down again, or I can't just. I mean, I guess you could in the right circumstances, but it just feels but like you, you don't. Really, yeah, you, you just don't. Cut that piece <laughs> off. You throw it in the the box of shame, and then you start over. Yep. And, and then, then one, yeah. then like ten years later, you just happen to be looking in the box of shame, and you relive it all over again. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 The pain. I don't comes know. Back. I keep that box. <laughs> <laughs> some of it. Some so, of it. I mean, do you ever? Do you keep your mis- too many or a lot of your mistakes, or, or what do you uh, do? No, I throw away a lot of stuff. Although yeah. with metal bar stock, a lot of times the leftovers from a mistake are still useful for another smaller part. So I have a, I have a box of scrap metal that I keep because it's still useful. That makes sense. Yeah. About it. Yeah. So yeah. I, I recommend anyone giving this a try. Uh, something, a fun ex- exercise we did in high school was to take an object from your house, something you own, and do a three-view drawing of it. Um, may, you know, maybe challenge yourself. Maybe draw something a little more tough than an iPhone. <laughs> find something mm-hmm. with score features. But find something small in your house and try and do a, a drawing of it. It's it's fun. I, real, I, I sat down for an hour and drew that Lego brick and I had a great time. So even if you don't have a, it's like a lot of art, like sometimes it's good just not to have a point, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes like we were just talking about this, this uh, weird web stuff, Brian, earlier, sometimes you just want to do it for the mm-hmm. sake of doing it. And uh, yeah, it's like scratch an itch. Yep. How you and I, Sky always talking about like wanting to have things that are outrageously large versions of small things yes. or outrageously small versions of large oh, things. Oh yeah. Yes. Love it. Yeah. Well, I love yeah. that stuff. No, I don't know what it is. Just have it on my desk to say, look, look at this giant two by four Lego brick that I've three D printed yeah. for no reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, marvel at how large it is. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. compared to a normal one. You want to get my attention? You seriously, all you have to do is make a giant telephone or a huge pencil or a little tiny. It doesn't even matter. Like what? Oh why? my god! How cool would it be to have like a palm trio that's like, you know, the size of a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the size of a small TV. Yeah, like something. a big one, a big device that we think of as small normally, or the opposite. Yeah. Like Brian sent me this. Yeah. Let me tell you what's cool. Tempest is cool by itself. Tempest is rad. Yeah. Tempest, Tempest arcade game, even cooler if you have the arcade game. You know what's cooler than all of that? A little tiny 116th model one. of it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd argue having a full-size Tempest is slightly cooler than having Well, listen, right. Mr. Fancy Boy, we know... <laughs> No, I, I, but, but you know what I mean? Like, I want to make a tiny arcade. That's my, like, if I have a yeah, goal about yeah. fabricating anything, it's to make it just a little mock arcade with the shitty carpet, 
and the, yeah. the coin machines and a and a freaking basketball hoop thing where you you know you get the tickets. All I want to do all that. I'll never yeah, do it. Twelve says three four skill. No, this is not the this is not the uh, arcade one up version. Adam twelve. This is the full size arcade Tempest yeah. in my basement here. Yeah, he might be talking about a little one. I don't know, but oh, he might. No, he's yeah. I mean, that's the. The arcade one-up is the 3-4 scale. No, this is the original. This one still has cigarette burns in the corner from where somebody set their cigarette in the wrong place on it and melted a little bit of the, the, the panel. only way to quarter, have an arcade Quarter, machine. like there's a little bit of space for quarters in the top panel so you can say you can call next game and that sort of thing. So jealous of that thing. That's awesome. Yeah. Yep, uh, exactly. No, right. I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not disparaging you. I'm not. This is not part of my degradation kink, Adam. Twelve. This no. Is, uh, plus nope, he. No. I just. Yeah, just want to correct you and say, oh no, no. Plus no, he no. asked nicely. You know, that's the difference. Yes, he did exactly. Yeah, this yes. is the part of the exchange you have to pay attention to. How did you ask, and how did Brian answer? See. Speaking of, and really quickly, speaking of which, and and um, oh, we I think we did talk a little bit about this when we were talking about animatronics uh, a couple of weeks ago, Bill. But the uh, yeah, that company, New Wave Toys, that makes all of these one sixth arcade machines and even has a one sixth change machine that's a USB power bank and stuff like that, also has uh, now a Zoltar. You know the the machine that Tom Hanks wishes oh, nice. he was big, or I guess the little kid wishes he was Tom Hanks uh, with. You still see those in Vegas once in a while, and um, they're awesome. I don't have a I don't have a lot of nostalgia for one because I don't think I ever saw one in real life when no, I was a kid. But no. the the big reference is about is all I have. That's all I have. And that's that. what it is for me too. It's like, oh yeah, I love that in big, but yeah, I never went to the the boardwalk on the seaside in, uh, in yeah. New Jersey and and put a quarter into a one of those. But it does come out with little cards that give you your fortune too. Like yeah. they've got little nice. miniature fortunes uh rebel scum new wave toys is the company that makes all of these really cool one sixth they even have they even have token machines and it, it's like a us usb charger as well or something that they do? that's the one that's the usb power bank and it's got a little red on airline on it too it's really, oh, really did cool. you just bring that one up did you just did, talk about yeah, it that's all right. Shit. <laughs> it's totally, totally fine dang it um I, I just take issue with their recent missile command because they've got a uh they've got a a screen that's like uh, bulbous to like it make it look like the old style CRT and if you have any light in the room that you're playing missile command on it, you get a reflection you get a light reflection on it so you have to be playing it near a near a pitch black room to uh well, to enjoy the missile command lame yeah. I don't know why they do that that should be standard not to be glary Exactly. Know. But anyway, sorry, Bill. Uh, back yeah, to back, back to Bill. <laughs> Legos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Metal Legos. Yeah. So that's cool. So how uh, you're? You, how soon till we get to see the, your handiwork on that thing? Uh, I'm not sure. This is this won't be a video or anything. This is just a wild creative hair I had. Yeah. Let's see what's yeah. like. Nothing wrong with that. It. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, well, I love this kind of stuff and uh, always love what you bring to the show. You always bring something a little extra. I'm sure today's no yeah. different. So what do you got there, man? I've uh, got a fun video from the folks over at NerdForge. They make all sorts of really neat stuff. Um, so the completely blanking on her name, but the the woman who Skira. who uh, hosts it, Martina. There we go. Thanks, Britt. Yeah. She's Skira. missing yeah. a, a finger. Or make, she's missing a pinky. So she made her own prosthetic pinky with a three D printer, which I That's think is just the coolest. Great. That's she, really. Did cool. she get into what happened to the pinky? Table saw. Table oh. saw did it. Oh. Damn. Yeah. And that's all the information she gave, and that's yeah. enough. Yeah. All right. 
And the, I like that she's she's using making technology to replace something that she lost with making technology. Like, <laughs> yeah. live by the saw, die by the saw, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, ironic. She lost the other pinky during this build. Oh, she, yeah. <laughs> she has a horrible. she has a cool studio um, space. I kind of want to steal God, it. And it's oh, yeah. and it's such a cool little steampunky looking little uh, little finger. Basically, is what yeah. she's mm-hmm. got there. It's awesome. Is it the wow. kind of thing she could wear all the time? Do you think, or just when she um, needs it? Maybe, maybe not. I think maybe if it was just a little more durable, I imagine this thing would, with mm. actual use, would eventually break or fall apart. Sure. It's all three D printed parts. Oh, that's wild. Very that's cool. cool. And it, I'll have to watch the video, but it, I assume it moves like when she moves the the part of her pinky, that little little yeah, part that's still yeah. there. The nub, yeah. It it moves the rest of the right. the finger. Also, she, I mean, she's basically both proving and disproving my whole take on you don't need your pinkies because I don't <laughs> think you do. If we all lost our pinkies, it'd be fine. We we would cope. But she's like, yeah, sure. I can cope. But also, I made one. Yeah, I'd rather not have to. I'd- yeah. If I could make it through this whole adventure with all my fingers intact, I'm sure happy I'd prefer that. that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'd like to keep all the parts I came with. Yeah, yeah, me too. Actually, now that I think about it, yeah, pretty they, attached to all of it. No, they don't grow back. We're not like those weird worms where they can grow back after they kill you or whatever. You know, yeah, can't chop my head off and have it come back. So like, use what now, you've got and keep it. Okay, everybody. Could we? You know, we could still use her her uh, influence to create additional fingers if it means we could do things better. Oh, Ooh, oh six fingers. my nice. gosh! That yes. now we're now we're cooking with gas, as the kids now say. Now we're talking. Yes. Yeah, that's what that's the right. AI art machines are trying to tell us. Yeah, this whole time <laughs> humans should have six fingers. That's right. Uh, well, there you go. It's a uh, build around everybody. Punishprops.com is the place to go if any of this uh, is interesting to you because he covers all sorts of cool making uh, making stuff, and his YouTube channel is no different. So please, uh, please check it out. Please, please, uh, Bill. Uh, anything else you want to say? Nope, that'll do it. Good hanging with you guys. Have a great week. See you, see you next yep. week. Bye now. Okay. <laughs> oh, all right. Okay. <laughs> all right, Bobby. I hope you're ready for this, man, because you're coming in the show now. <laughs> you're gonna be here. You're gonna be. You're gonna be on tap. I can't find his damn intro. There it is. Science. Uh, science. That's right. You heard me. Science with Bobby Frankenberger, whose camera is blown the f out. Oh, no, it looks good. Looks good now. Yeah, it's that first initial Discord. Like, oh, all the pixels. Yeah, every pixel, <laughs> every pixel. That's what we believe in here. Every pixel has a voice. Uh, hey, it's good to have you here. What's uh, what's up with Bobby these days? How are you, man? Uh, I'm doing great. How are you guys? Good. You hear about that expensive meteor thing? Do you have a take on that, or whether <laughs> we should go get it? Uh, well, it's the reason NASA's going to check it out is because of the fact that it's um they suspect that it's like the core of a a protoplanet or an early planet that never became a planet, so they want to study it to see you know steps in that process and and learn things about how planets are formed and and whatnot. So, so the side benefit is it might be worth bank, but really there's side a lot of science. Side benefit is yeah. money, 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 money. That's yeah. right, dollar bills, y'all. Uh, all right. Well, that's cool. Um, I got a call. I'm going to play for you for uh, the beginning here, just to get out of the way. So uh, let's do it. Enjoy. Uh, just listened to the episode where 
you guys stole all the science stories from Bobby, so he's talking about flying in the airplane. And I uh, just wanted to say, Bobby, I could listen to you talk about flying for hours. I really, really like it. Have a great day. Singer from Wisconsin. A little bit of Patrick at the end. Um, wow, channeling both Nicholas Cage and uh, Patrick. Cage. Wow. <laughs> it's a lot, a lot to chew there. So, uh, I mean, yeah, you, you're obviously, when you're passionate about a thing, people like hearing you talk about it, I think is what that Gosh, says. Yeah, cool if good. only there was a podcast that you did about your flying experiences that, that he could listen to you talk about oh, flying for why, hours. Thank you, Brian. Mm. <laughs> Weird. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoy also talking about my flying, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> so it's yeah. nice that people like it. But, yeah, I do actually, um, on a on a not regular basis, like, you know, there's no schedule to me doing it, but I do have a, like, little diary podcast that i do called diary of a student pilot you can just search for that it's um there's a there's a handful of episodes out because i just started it like a couple months ago but um i'm i'm actually about to put another one on there but um yeah if you like hearing me talk about flying i I get on there and sort of chronicle my flying it is fascinating Yeah, yeah i do i do like hearing about it and not just about like oh here's what i did today it's also like yeah, I'm struggling because I had a really bad yeah. flight day today, and I don't know where to go from this. And what do I, you know, what's my next? Yeah, re- yeah, that was a recent one. And it so, was, yeah. yeah. And it, because it started as like a way for me to keep up with friends and family with like letting them know how things are going. But also, I thought, you know, what if someone stumbles on this who's going through or thinking about flying lessons themselves sure. for private pilots? Mm-hmm. And um, and same thing I'm doing. And, and when I looked for those sorts of things from the perspective of someone going through it, it didn't, it doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, at least not in the way that I was looking for. So what's I your thought, take? What's your take on the Iron Eagle method of listening to bad <laughs> '80s metal music while you're flying? Does it help you? Does it <laughs> hinder? <laughs> yeah. Is it a good thing? Um, I actually heard a story on a, on a aviation podcast I do listen to of some of some uh, flight instructor who was doing a, every two years uh, as a pilot, you have to go as a private pilot, you have to go through um, a process of, of getting with a flight instructor. And basically they have to sign off to say, you're still okay to fly. You have to take like another, it's not as intense as a test and it's not with an examiner, but it's with a flight instructor and it's sort of like refreshing your skills and everything. And Mm. so this flight instructor was sitting with a guy who insisted that he flew best when he was listening to like Iron Maiden or something like that. Really? Do you, so, do yeah. you, uh, wow. Okay. I'm trying to think. How would that make me feel, Iron Maiden in the sky? I'd need something more like, I don't know, what would motivate me? <laughs> Iron Maiden's there? appropriate, though, because that guy, the, the what's his face, Joe Elliott, uh, is a pilot. <laughs> oh, is he? I didn't know yeah. that. Um, I'm trying to there think. What, I, what would I listen to in a plane to get me motivated? I can't think of anything that I would really jam to. <laughs> Because <laughs> like all you can think of is the cover of uh, License to Ill with the oh. crash <laughs> yeah. on the front. Yeah. It's all—it's like folded into itself or whatever. That thing crashed real yeah. hard. It's not good. Food oh, Fighters? Bruce from Iron Man. Jolie, it's from Def Leppard. Yes, thank you for the correction. Oh, Bruce Dickinson then. Okay. Bruce Dickinson, yes. Nice. Well, run for the hills, as he would That's say. Right. <laughs> or fly to the hills. Fly to the hills. Uh, well, okay excellent. Yes. Bobby, uh, let's rush, uh, rush, let's fly by night. Let's, uh, oh yeah, fly fly by night. Yeah. Uh, Bill, tell us what or Bill, Bobby, tell us what you brought with us for or with you Bobby, for tell us stuff why today. You're not Bill. Yeah, how are you not Bill and why? Uh, what what um, are we talking about? I have no idea today. We're gonna talk about kids. We have kids. We all have kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Sure. So do. let's talk about kids and their brains. Let's do it. Um, so kids tend to be pretty attached to their mothers, right? 
Mm-hmm. Certainly for the first uh, nine months. Yeah. <laughs> They're right up in longer. it. Yep. Um, and sometimes longer. Depending yeah. on how you, f- how you plan to feed them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, kids tend to be pretty attached. To, they, they seem to have like a different kind of bond, I think, with m- their mothers. And I, and I don't think that that's just because of, you know, the typically who is at home raising them. Because I am a stay-at-home dad. My wife is the one who works. Mm-hmm. And um, and they still um, our kids still have a different sort of bond with their mom, <laughs> um, but that eventually changes, right? Mm-hmm. So th- at least the nature of that and how how much they are attached to their to their mothers or parents in general. But um, y- have you noticed that before? Like, because your kids are older, yeah. as they get to a certain age, they're no longer quite as attached to their parents well they shouldn't be i hope they're not i mean the goal is uh, sorry i I know everything's going to be a little bit different people are still very close to their kids i'm extremely close to all my uh, three of my kids however you want them that closeness isn't necessarily the same as like dependence you want them to not feel dependent on you anymore you want them to feel like they can go and be comfortable in the world without you being there for every minute if they feel that way if they feel the opposite of that, then I feel like I did something wrong, you know? Right. That's that's like my thought, too. My my goal as a parent is to make it so my kids eventually don't need me anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that they irritate both me and Tina uh, equally, as opposed <laughs> right. to just irritating one of us more than the other. Yeah, you don't right. want... You exactly. want equal irritation. I get it. Yes, right. sure. exactly. Um, <laughs> Love so, you, Tristan. I know you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> so that usually happens around the teenage years is when they're when they're starting to have take less of an interest in their parents, right? Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so why do you think that might be? Why do you think it's so universal that in the teenage years that starts to happen? Oh, gosh. Um, What's going on? Wendy has actually literally told us this before, like, on the show, we had a whole thing about why those is it, those it years kind of is because it goes the goes the other direction for them on a personal level, right? They want less involvement. It's it's not a matter of like saying I need uh, you know I've got I'm more independent. It's more like I want less um, watching and managing, micromanaging by my parents, and so it's right. like a like a forced self-independence to get away from those those things that they deem as uh, yeah. embarrassing or evil for you know I think that's a good friends. I think that's a good guess because they're they're trying to discover who they are and independence and and is part of that and everything mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um, I think another thing that's happening around teenage years is is those middle school years when you're finding who you are how you fit in socially and stuff like that right mm-hmm. sure so there's also some evidence that this isn't just because of socialization and, and, and interaction with peers, but there might be something going on in the brain, too, mm. Mm. Um, and that it, it coincides with what's, what's going on there. So research, there was some research done by scientist Daniel Abrams of Stanford University School of Medicine. What they did was they scanned the brains of kids aged 7 to 16 as they heard the voices of their mothers. Okay. All right. All right. They wanted to know what was going on inside their brains when they heard the voices of their mothers. And to be to be very scientific about this, they 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 decided they just wanted to be the voices. They were they were curious about what would happen just at the sound of the voice. So they had recordings of of their 
mothers saying gibberish words that weren't that weren't real. So it, it wouldn't be the context mm. or the content. Right. Of they the couldn't get anything from the words themselves, just from the sounds. Right. And yep. so so they're just hearing the sounds of their mother's voices. And so what they looked at was for little kids, age seven, the, the younger half of those kids, age seven to 12, what they saw in their brains was that they, their brains responded more strongly to their mother's voice than to the voices of strangers, mm-hmm. right? Um, especially in the areas of the brain that were responsible for reward and paying attention. Uh, whenever they heard their mother's voice, those areas lit up a lot. But all over the brain, they would see this, not just in those two areas, but it was just particularly strong in those two areas for reward and and attention. Um, But uh, all over the brain lit up more strongly when their mother's voices were heard than than when strangers' voices were heard, which makes sense. Sure, Sure. totally makes sense. That's exactly what you'd hope for and (laughs) expect. Mm -hmm. You'd want kids to be tuned in to their parents and um, and, and in particular the mother who is – uh, historically or evolutionarily, maybe the uh, the typical caregiver of of children, right? Yeah. Um, they literally but, feed you from their body, like it's the most right. connect. They they not only carried you and nurtured you in the womb, but then they are the ones that exited you and then immediately started feeding you. Like as much right. as I like to be a dad, and as much as I think dads are cool and dads are crucial and all that, right? It's the ladies who really get the job mm-hmm. done, you know? Sure. Right, they right. Do. There is there is an undeniable <laughs> physiological bond that happens, right? Oh, yeah. um, but uh, but that interesting thing that is maybe expected you, of brains lighting up more when their mother's voices are heard rather than strangers' voices, when they hit the teenage years, the opposite starts to happen. This is what this study found. And that is to say that the that teenagers' brains would light up more when they heard the voice of strangers than when they heard their mother's voices. Yeah, huh. makes perfect sense to me. So why do you think that makes perfect sense? It makes sense to me because all they've known up to a certain point in, during their extreme dependence on their mother is their mother or their father or their combination, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the source of n- a nutrition, of survival, of everything. Right. Uh, all the things you need as a developing human being. Once you are to a stage where you've got those basics. It's the outside world that becomes interesting to you evolutionarily because you have to go there one day and the desire to uh, not necessarily rebel so much, but just reach toward that and not toward your, your parents. To me, that just makes all the sense in the world. How do I don't know how to quantify it or define it, but that just seems a hundred percent normal to me. Like, of course right. they do. Why wouldn't they? Like, and, and, and why wouldn't they do it then? Because they now are also in the situation where they're not only trying to reach out into the world, but they're also going to get resistance slash advice slash help slash uh, wisdom from their parents in doing so. Right? Mm-hmm. So they're straddling it. Right. Some kids go nuts and really wreck the, you know, go nuts, and the parents are terrible Once or whatever. Get their newfound freedom, and yeah, yeah. But the but the concept should be that as they reach, we as parents are helping them reach, right? Exactly. And so, so there's a social aspect of it, like you said. Eventually, you're going to leave the nest, so to speak, to use the the cliche, and um, and you need to be able to learn about the world around you. But importantly, what they found here is that. This this lighting up of the brain is not because of novelty, 
in other words, it's not just because so so from infancy, human beings are kind of hardwired, especially infants actually, and toddlers, young kids are hardwired to really be to really tune into new experiences. So you see that in babies' brains all the time. Whenever they're exposed to something new, um, their brains will light up in a particular way. Because and that and that makes sense with babies. They're trying to learn about the world, right? So they need to be they need to be excited by and their attention grabbed by new things and right. experiences, right? Right. But that's not what's going on here. They the what's going on here is just literally there seems to be a flip. So that at around the ages of 13 and 14, which is what this study found, it starts to flip to where your kids, just teenagers, just seem to be more interested in new people in particular, Mm. new voices, and less interested in their parents. And they think that it's absolutely, the hypothesis is exactly what you're saying, Scott, that... Mm. That it's just to to facilitate and encourage the seeking out of new social groups, mm-hmm. new social connections, right, right, uh-huh. right, which is what you need to survive. And it's always been like you see, it's in primates in general, right? The the social that's what sets a certain mammals like primates and 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 some others apart is their their very social nature, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So totally can see that study found. So it's very cool. That's super interesting. I, um, I feel like, uh, if you're a parent, a lot of the stuff just seems obvious in a, uh, this is the part that fascinates me because it's obvious in, in, in an instinctual way, right? Mm-hmm. But not in a way that's easy to describe why, like if you start getting right. into the nuts and bolts, the way the study did and the ways, you know, the way that science typically does, you don't, you know, parents don't think in those terms, but we get it. Like, Everything you just said made perfect sense to me. I'm like, oh yeah, of course that's what they found, but I don't know how to quantify that very well, you know. And that's what's cool about this study is that it's not just you know what sets what what makes a scientist a scientist is is they see a pattern, <laughs> like all teenagers seem to start wanting to or or being more interested in other people than their parents. They see a pattern and they don't just like take it for granted. They they start to ask why, what's going on here, right? Mm-hmm. Is there something that we can discover about this? And so they looked into it, and it's not just, you know, it just appears that it's not just the way our society is structured um, and the way that we teach kids. It's also somehow actually hardwired into the brain somewhere mm. that this is happening. Yeah, know? which makes sense, right? We're talking about right. millions of years of of that stuff versus, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. you know, us going video games are bad for kids. Well, do we know that? We don't really know. We're looking at a micro moment in history and we just don't know enough. Right. Actually, I guess we're right. starting to learn some of that, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's the cosmic long-term <laughs> shit. And then there's the little weenie things we all get all worked up about, but it's the cosmic stuff that wins out in the end. That's what I say. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bobby, awesome. I love this kind of stuff. And uh, if you're like Brian and I and you like additional science content, there's this show you do. And I'd like you mm-hmm. to tell people about it so that it's hammered into their heads where to get it and how to get it. It's called All Around Science. Me and my co-host, Mora, we talk about science every week, science stuff in the news. We actually just, the episode that came out yesterday, it's Valentine's Day today. So we did what podcasters like to do and themed our episode on a Hallmark holiday. Um, and so uh, all about love well what we did was we're it's all sciencey right and we could have gone the love route 
but we decide, and there's plenty of science about love, but we decided to talk about hearts. And in particular, um, we invited both of our uh, spouses onto the show who are both people in the medical field who are very knowledgeable when it comes to uh, science and, and whatnot. So Maura's husband's a paramedic and my wife's a, a pharmacist. And so we talked about hearts, heart disease, heart medications, the kinds of things that you do and, and what's going on with those medications and how do they help the heart and all this kind of stuff. So Very cool. Very, oh, nice. It was uh, nice. wanted to share with the world the people that we love and how smart they are. Yeah. Take that, everyone. <laughs> Whatever that <laughs> Take means. That. Take that. Uh, well, that's great. As always, I love having you on. Uh, we'll do this again soon, like next Tuesday is the likelihood. And uh, <laughs> right. it's always good to have you on, man. Thanks so much. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thanks, Bobby. Bye now. All right. Bobby has left. Cool. You know what that means. What does it mean? What does it mean? It means that we're almost done with the show here. Oh. I know. I know. But we'll get over it. So will you at home. Uh, I'd like to remind you that if you like this show and you want to see it continue to just keep being on all the time, well, then you got to support us at patreon.com slash TMS for as low as a dollar a month. You can get all kinds of great benefits, including no ads ever. You get pre-show content every single day. You get art in the mail, couch parties on the weekend, and so much more. If you want to read about it more and find out why so many have joined, go check it out at patreon.com slash TMS. And to those who are already here, you're amazing. And thank you for being who you are. Uh, we're going to keep tickets for TMS Vegas up for sale until the early part of April. So uh, okay. if any of you were like, oh, I don't know if I'm, you know, did I miss out? Nope, they're still up there. They're up and available. Yeah. All right. VivaTMSVegas.com is where you get them. All the details are there. And uh, there's still swag bag options available. Um, we're, we're basically at a point it. where I can yeah. estimate how much stuff we have to make. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll make sure there's enough overage for any extras who uh, sign up late. So, Yeah, and I yeah. don't know how long the plaza will keep the room block code going but you you know definitely if you when you buy your when you book your room make sure you use that that code just because it it um it doesn't save you much money i think just you know a buck or two but it does help them identify that oh okay we got a lot of people coming for this tms vegas thing let's give them lots of uh, access to the stuff like the you know the ballroom for board games and stuff like that so right please uh Please, please use the code. Go to VivaTMSVegas.com for all the information. Also, that's where you sign up for the video game tournament. I haven't looked to see what our numbers are like. But oh, yeah. Be curious if it, what it looks like we're gonna, last time. We're going to cap it at 64. Doesn't mean that you can't come and play, but uh, if you want in on the video game tournament, get in quick because we'll cap it at 64 because it's just too much of a pain to, ma to manage people outside the, uh, the initial 64 players. Yeah, so. and tr and the nice thing is that place is great for watching. So even if you're God, yeah. you're like, oh, I don't really want to play, that's fine. You can wander yeah. around, have fun, watch, drink to your heart's content, uh, or not if you're me. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever you want to do. <laughs> uh, so yeah, right. all exactly. those details are there. You can find it all at uh, vivatmsvegas.com. And if you have any questions, cool. email us and let us know. Themorningstream at gmail.com. Send us your voicemails, texts, and otherwise to 801-471-0462. And I'll, I'll give one more pimp to our um, our Discord, frogpants.com slash Discord. Just want to see that place hopping. So head in there and add to the conversation today. 
We have very nice mods. So if you're, but if you're a jerk, they'll kick you. Okay, don't be a jerk. <laughs> don't be a jerk. Yeah, don't don't do it. The difference between uh, social media and Discord is we have people who will kick you out of the house if you poop on our carpet. All right, that's the deal. Mm-hmm. All right, Brian, uh, we're done. Let's do a song. We got to go. What do you got? What are we doing? I've got something going out to Vaslos. Uh, who actually is in our Discord, said, figured with Valentine's Day coming up, it might be nice to send out one to all the wonderful folks who will be celebrating. That is all. Also, it might be appropriate to remind everyone how tasty sausage is. Oh, geez. Um, How ill-prepared is Scott is today's question. Yes. Sausage. We want the long one, I assume. Well, of course. I mean, what else would you even do? The one that keeps uh, getting longer. All right. Here's, just for comparison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the short original. Mmm, sausage. All right, there's number one. Yeah. And now here she is all drawn out. Mmm, sausage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it is such a weird phenomenon. I will stand by the fact that it sounds like it gets longer every it's time ne- I hear It's it. never been longer than five seconds, yet I'm with you. It sounds like it every time. It always sounds like it's longer. Than, even if you tell me it's five seconds, I said, no, that feels like it's eight, nine, ten seconds long. It's very it's weird. A long, it's a long sausage. Yeah. Uh, all right. So going out to Vazlos, he wanted to hear Rock Sugar and their cover of Shook Me All Night Long, You Shook Me All Night Long by ACDC, mixed with Madonna's uh, Like a Prayer. It's called Shook Me Like a Prayer, and that is exactly what Rock Sugar does. They create these heavy metal songs that are amalgamations of other heavy metal songs mixed with pop songs. It's great. They have two albums out, and this is from the uh, first album, which is called Reimaginator. But seriously, both albums are fantastic. Here is Rock Sugar and their cover of a couple songs mashed into Shook Me Like a Prayer.
show is part of the frog pants network frog pants network get more shows like this at frogpants.com do you excrement